This week's episode of Choose Don't Excuse is sponsored by Muscle Donut. Muscle Donuts are gluten-free, baked, never fried, hand-dipped, and packed with 10 grams of protein. That's right, 10 grams of protein. We absolutely love them. If you enjoy living a healthy lifestyle, but donuts are your weakness, check out themusceldonut.com. Welcome to another episode of Choose Don't Excuse, where we explore the power of choice in your life. My name's Jody. And I'm Judy. And we are enjoying a beautiful spring sunny day in Idaho. It's really pretty, actually. It is gorgeous, and it's going to be like 60 plus degrees again, and it's heading towards 77 on the weekend. Yay! Yay! Is it time to take the boat out? In fact, Kay and Lonnie asked if we were going to take the boat out. <laughs> she goes, wait, I got volleyball. <laughs> yeah, and it's, the waters are frigid, but we do have wetsuits, so. That's why we have wetsuits, that baby. That might not be so bad. <laughs> no, but yesterday, it was kind of... Yesterday was horrible. Was it horrible? Well, it was just rainy and cool and windy. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's typical Idaho spring. You know, one day it's... Uh, bright and sunny, and the next day it's cold and blizzardy, and a little bit of hail, and so yeah, it's all that good, would be so. why I'm hugging my mug of spicy tea and <laughs> in a sweatshirt <laughs> uh, because I am cold, yet it's nice outside, and we just don't know if it's going to be cold in the house or not. I don't know. I don't know about this weather in our home. It's all good, and I'm and I'm uh, nursing a nice Starbucks hot chocolate, so mm. dark chocolate with salted caramel. So mm. you know that's really interesting that you said that dark chocolate with salted caramel. I expected that that I don't know. I love dark chocolate, but I expected that to be I don't so much sweeter than it is. What's dark chocolate? I know <laughs> there's Isn't nothing that... sweet about dark chocolate. Well, and that's like the, the thing about that is like I. It, Really did expect, in the way it smells, I expected it to be sweeter. So I really wasn't sure how to take that one. So Yeah, it's interesting because, and that's our topic today, is expectations. Do you have great expectations or low expectations? Or and no I, expectations. Or no expectations. And sometimes I think it actually depends on the situation or, or what you're hoping to accomplish. So <laughs> See, that's really, I don't even know if it's... What I'm hoping to accomplish. I think with expectations, I'm like, well, all right, let's put it this way. I was thinking about when you're hugging and nursing on that uh, hot chocolate, I was thinking of coffee. So I absolutely love the smell of coffee beans, coffee being grounded, cough or grinded. I don't even know what the word is, but I, I love the smell and it's just, I don't know, so aromatic. It makes... It makes me happy. I'm sure that's probably why people love to drink it, the taste and the smell. But the first time I tasted coffee, I was just like, <laughs> this stuff is gross. It's bitter. It, if I, What I remember of it was not the way it smelled. And I wondered why. I mean, with the coffee I tried, seriously, I tried to doctor it up with sugar, with cream, cream with... <laughs> You know, it's whatever they had back way back when, gosh, how many years ago, 30 years ago when I first tried it. And 
I, I had such high expectations that it would taste so wonderful because, well, it tons, smells so wonderful. It's not even that the smells so wonderful, but so many people were drinking it that I was like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. I get to drink it now that I'm 18 or whatever. I don't, I don't even know why I waited till I was 18, but honestly, it was my girlfriend took me to a coffee shop and of course it's Pete's coffee and it was just supposed to be wonderful. And yeah, I was highly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> which which made me think like why why did I have such high expectations of this coffee being so yummy? I don't know. Um, I think it's because of the hype because everybody was drinking it and it smelled so good. So what happened there? So yeah, I was highly disappointed with that. Thus, stopped drinking coffee because it just didn't taste good to me. It's it's interesting because there are so many aspects in our life that we have expectations. You know, you have expectations in school, you have expectations in in work, in relationships. And what is it about um, expectations that, are, are expectations a good thing or are they a bad thing or are they just a thing? Because I think a lot of times we go into a certain experience or an event and we expect that we're going to have a certain experience. It's just like when, you know, years ago, Oscar Williamson talked me into doing my first Ironman. And so I I trained, I prepared, (laughs) especially on the swimming side of things. But there is no way that swimming in a pool and even swimming in Quinn's Pond could have prepared me for what I expected to happen in the swim on the race. Because when I, when I, trained and and I prepared I expected you know what I'm gonna swim 1.2 miles and I'll be able to 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 get through it and I expected that I would be able to do it under 30 minutes but when reality hit me and I jumped into lucky peak icy cold water and the body went and wait the body went they can't see what you just I know, did I just shivered he shivered body right and he went it went rigid so he was like super cold right okay. and then so then I'm like all right let's just start swimming but the the one thing I wasn't expecting was the thousands of arms and legs that were splashing mm, around me yeah. causing bigger waves kicking me some guy you know hit me with his arm and so while I had trained I had an expectation that I was just going to be kind of by myself swimming I wasn't expecting this onslaught of human people next to me you know competing in the race and even though I knew it was a race and so I actually had to as I was swimming that first leg because it was set up into three legs for you when I got to about uh, two-thirds of the third leg I actually was just mentally was going oh my goodness you know you need to take a breath because look at all these arms and legs and people around and and I actually stopped tread some water kind of regrouped and said all right you know what this is an event let's go in and let's focus in on where I have to swim and forget all of the arms and legs and bodies around me and just focusing on my game. So you're talking about you had to had some mental focus, basically just really dig deep into your brain, into your mind that nothing else matters. I just got to get through it. Exactly. I had to block out everything around me and just focus on my swim so that I could, you know, ignore 
the, the distractions and the craziness of the wave and the competition and just hone in on what I was trying to accomplish. And once I eliminated the distraction, I was able to get into a groove and get into a stride and be able to successfully have a good experience in that swim. And and honestly, I was a little disappointed because I didn't swim as fast as I had trained for or that I thought I would have done. Um, but it was because I expected a different experience in the water than I had you know, then that actually happened. Okay, so let's think about this. What if you went in, okay, you've already trained, you've done all that. I don't know how you would separate expectations. So that's what I'm thinking. What if you went in with no expectation? I mean, can you still train with no expectation? I, I'm trying to figure out that. Like, I don't do you think, think you can. And, um, because I think a lot of us in any experience, we, we, we naturally expect certain outcomes and we can prepare and we can plan and we can project as best as we can. But until we're actually in the experience, there are things that you just cannot anticipate. And so part of, I believe, part of your preparation is not only the mental and the physical preparation to get you through a certain experience, but it's also to prepare you for the unforeseen. And the key is, can you, when those unforeseen come upon you and attack you or confront you, can you adapt? Can you be flexible? Can you readjust to the reality of a situation that is different than what you expected. Well, I think that's just everyday life, right? I mean, everyday life, there's something that's going to come up. I mean, mom's at home or dad's at home. You're planning and you're working, you're doing, if you're working from home even, or let's just say you're tending to your children. I mean, there's the unforeseen of, oops, someone broke something. So now you got to fix that. Or someone like hurt themselves. So now you got to take them to the doctor. Those are all unexpected that happen on your day-to-day -day living, how about if you're driving your car going to work? It's like, oh, there's traffic. You might have half expected traffic, but what, did you really expect it to be that long? Did you expect um, an, your accident, car, an accident two miles or, down the road? Or yourself, like your own car breaking down on you. You know, you don't, those are all unexpected that um, happen in everyday living. So yeah, it's like, how do you, how do you live your life um, expecting or being driven or being focused on a goal. I got to get to work on time, right? Like that's my goal. Or I got to get to my kid, my kids to school on time. Or, um, you know, I expect to have breakfast done at, you know, let's just say 8am with my kids and going on to do it going on with my day. But, oh, dang it. You know, they just fell down the stairs and they hurt their leg. And now I've got to take them to the doctor and everything gets thrown off. And seriously, that can rattle somebody it definitely has rattled me and at times being a stay-at-home mom i've you know trying at when i was um i remember times where i was you know planning certain things and i didn't plan for an extra two hours to stay at the doctor's office or to go to the er or you know cleaning up messy diapers that were really bad or throw up on the floor or something i just didn't expect all those things so i guess what i'm trying to get at is what 
how do we live our life driven, focused, goal-oriented, but yet want um, not have not be derailed by the unexpected? And I guess what I'm thinking of now is you just can't be tied to the outcome so much no, that good. you're frazzled and you can't adjust. So what do we do? I, I think that's a big, big challenge that people struggle with. Well, you and I they, do. Right, sure. because all of us, we expect certain outcomes. And when certain outcomes don't happen, do you have the flexibility and do you have the internal fortitude to change a plan or to change a course? And, and sometimes you do need to change a course, but sometimes you need to push through. Some situations you just have to push through. And, and it's just like in, in my, my Ironman, you know, I'm, I'm out in the middle of Lucky Peak. I can't just stop and walk on water and say I'm done, right? <laughs> it doesn't work Wait, that way. Wait, isn't there someone out there about to save you or rescue you? Couldn't you wave your hands and say, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so there is somebody, something yeah. out there that can help you to say, okay, you know what, I'm done. Forget it. I don't want to do this. And you want to raise your hand and they'll come boat up to you or whatever. Right. If, float, if I wanted to, to give you. up, I could have raised my hand. The little kayaker would have come over and I could have held onto the kayak and he could have paddled, paddled me too. But I, there was no way I was going to stop that race. There was no Why? way. Why? Because I had made a commitment, okay. and, commitment and a decision that I was going to run. I was going to swim 1.2 miles. I was going to run 13.2 miles and I was going to bike 56.4 miles. I had committed that I was going on this journey and there was nothing outside of, you know, being injured that was going to pull me out of that race. And, and I think that is, you know, while my initial expectation wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I had already made the internal commitment that I was going to push through any adversity that came upon me while I was going through that race. Okay, so then I think that's it. That To me, that's the key word. It's commitment. So if you have certain expectations and you're not tied to the outcome, then commitment is what's going to see you through whatever situation you're in. So I'm committed, let's just say as a mom, I'm committed to take care of my children, to take care of my family. That I know is not a, um, what's the word? It's a non-negotiable. That to me, taking care of my family is a non-negotiable in my life, period. And so since I'm committed to that, when my kids throw up or when they, you know, like when they were little and things happen and I, I'm getting derailed from my expectation of how my day was supposed to go, <laughs> I'm going to then step back and say, nope, they need my attention now. I need to do this. Forget whatever, you know, craft I was going to make with them. Forget whatever meal I was just about to cook. Forget all that. I'm not going to worry about that because they are my priority. So that's really, I think, the key. I mean, would you say? I mean, is there anything else? The key is your commitment or your priority, what it is that's important to you 
that's what you have to hang on to and say, it's like, and say, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I guess so. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, think that's, that's, what I, that's the only thing I can think of. We're just discovering this now, listeners, just so you know. And, and, and I think, I think that's a, and a, your, your example of being an at-home mother is, I remember, especially when our kids were younger, you know, we were, you know, just going to school and doing work and, and all the various things. And I would come home and you would just go, I'm sorry, Jody, I didn't get to whatever because of everything that that happened during the day. And and I think that's important because one, you needed to to be validated and say, look, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't get to all these things and I didn't care. I'm just like, you know what? Things happen. That's what happens when you have kids. So, you know what? We as a couple need to be flexible in, in our response. And obviously some days are better than others. You know, you get, and I think giving yourself, especially as an at-home mom, giving yourself some grace and because I know you, you have the big to-do list and if, you know, Half of them didn't get done. You felt guilty about it or pressure that you didn't get it done. And, but the, the most important thing was that you were at that time stage in the life was you were caring for those kids, right? For and our kids. For our those kids. kids. <laughs> those kids. Those kids. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it interesting when they're doing great, they're my kids, but when they're doing bad, they're your kids. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> there have always been my, our kids. I don't know about you, but whatever. That's a subject for another time, a topic for another time. No, but I guess so. That would be, you know, the, the thing too, when you're saying, I'd say, I'm sorry. Hey guys, gals, let's stop apologizing. Yeah. That's something we're going to talk about another time too. We need to re rethink how we speak. But anyways, um, I don't apologize that I was doing those things. Those are the things that I should have been thinking. It's like, no, this is my, this is what I wanted to do. I've got to get these things done. Dinner on the table is going to have to wait and that's okay. The beautiful thing is that during that time and even now, you and I are a partnership. It's not, you know, we're a team. It's not like I've got to do this and, and you have to do that. And if, you know, one of us slacks off, well, yeah, it's going to be a little bit um, of an adjustment to fix it or whatever, but we're a team so that we do that. We do that for each other. We lift each other up. We support one another. We don't downgrade each other because something that was expected didn't happen. And I think that's really important to realize in um, a marriage or just in a partnership that you are a team. Again, that might be a, a and, topic and for another time. And you need to be flexible and yeah. generous and offer grace when it's needed. Yes, grace. I, I think that is like really, that really important. And I think back to, you know, when we made the decision to, in 2009, create our own company, I mean, that was a huge leap of faith. For us to just, you know what, give two weeks notice from my previous job and say, all right, we're going to start a brand new venture called Zenware and we're going to work to build a brand new company. That that required a mutual commitment to not only build the business, but also do the things that were necessary in our home to make sure that our family was taken care of, our relationship was taken care of, but also dedicate the time to to build the business and i think 
when, especially in that case, we had an expectation or I had an expectation that the growth of our company was going to happen at a faster pace than it has. Why? Why and do you feel that's interesting? So why do we have these expectations? I, I, you know, it's interesting, and that's a great question. I don't know why we have the expectations, but I think part of it is as we look at other, yeah, other businesses, yes, we look at other people, we compare other people, and trap. Go, well, you know what? They they got to this point. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is you only see the surface of what that quote point is. You don't see all of the mayhem and the chaos and the disorganization that's happening behind the scenes, mm -hmm. right? And so it's difficult for you to compare where you think you should be against somebody else and their their story because one, there's two problems with that. One, you don't know the backstory and two, we often compare somebody's chapter 22 with our chapter three. Right. And, yep. and instead of recognizing that we have to go through the building blocks and the steps to get to our chapter 22, we often want to skip steps. And what I've learned is that when you try to skip steps, you inevitably have to come back and revisit the ones you tried to skip because you don't have the foundation <laughs> yep. to go further. And if you do skip, yes, you will have to go back and sometimes it's even... Harder. Yeah, even harder <laughs> because you have to. It's like building a house, right? Let's just say you forgot to lay the foundation <laughs> and your house is crumbling down. Well, when it crumbles now, you actually have to remove the entire house so that you can build that foundation instead of building it from the ground up first, the correct way. You know, the foundation, lay that foundation first because otherwise you have to break down everything else now and then put that foundation. I actually think about, I would, as you were saying that, um, definitely in the field that I am in um, with health and fitness and just overall wellness, I do have clients that will say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not losing the weight fast enough or I'm not building the muscle fast enough. And I said, what do you mean fast enough than what? I mean, have you done this before? You know, if, if you've done it before and how did you, how did you lose the weight before? And you're saying you lost it faster then. Was that 20 years ago? Was that when you were 20 years old and now you're 40 and you're trying and you're working with different metabolism, hormone changes? Um, you've had babies. You've had there's so many other factors involved and you're comparing yourself at that time from that at that time in your life when you were 20 and you didn't have any kids. You know, you didn't bear any children. You didn't. Um, have the hormone changes, your metabolism is revved up. You're, there's so many different factors. And that's the thing with the comparison trap. We just don't realize that what you're starting with or what you're working on may be something definitely new. But every time, even if you've done something before, and maybe it was even just a, you know, a few years ago, when you try it again a few years later, it's something new again, but you do have experience from that. You have experience. So you, you kind of know what to expect a little bit. I think you know what to expect, but because it's a new experience again, every day is a new experience. Every single second is a new experience. When you have to experience that um, or when you have to do something again, it's going to be new. 
Your expectations might be a little higher because you've done it before, but yet it's new. So be flexible because you have new factors involved that you have to adjust to. So in my field of health and fitness, it there is always that comparison trap that we we are in. And it's real. It's new. I don't, I mean, not new, but it's real. And I don't ever want to discount anybody doing that because we all do that. Um, but realize it's, it's, realize it's not your reality. I guess that the, to compare yourself to somebody else or to yourself 20 years ago or something, um, is not a true or what is the word? Um, I want to say real comparison. Well, and, and I think along with that, one of the challenges is that people set unrealistic expectations. It's just like um, earlier in the week, I saw somebody post um, on uh, the uh, on the fitness um, group, and they said, "What's the fa- what's the best program that I can lose twenty five pounds by May thirty first? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's six weeks and you're going to lose, you, you're trying to lose 25 pounds. What is that arbitrary date, right? And can you really lose 25 pounds in six weeks? And I think a lot of times we look at an event is facing us and all of a sudden we move into into action with the expectation that a miracle is going to happen when we haven't really considered that we're going to have to really change every aspect of our life to get to that goal. So, okay, good. And I want to say that those kind of realities or those kind of expectations could happen, but are they sustainable? Exactly. And that's kind of where I was going. It's like, are you, you know, are you doing it just for the event? Or are you trying to do something that will make you better overall? And I think it's easy for us to try to do things for an event so that we can put on this persona or this air or, you know, because I'm assuming based on the post that it was either a wedding or a uh, reunion or something like that, that was driving the change. It wasn't a change that was centered in the core of their person that was driving them. And I think that when you don't have that core center purpose, that why driving you, it's harder to find success and your expectations fall short. Okay, but okay, let's look at this. Now, is it is it wrong to want to do that? Um, you know, within a six week period, you know, lose twenty five pounds. Is it is it wrong to want to expect or to do it maybe um, a non sustainable way? I don't think it's wrong. I just think you just have to realize that you know you can't expect it to stay well, or be sustainable. Well, and I also. To me, I ask, is it a realistic expectation to in six weeks you're gonna try, have to, try to lose 25 pounds? That's four guess, pounds a week that you're going to have to do for the next six weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that doable? Probably. With some, but, yeah, with some assistance. There's with some, some, there's assistance, some other assistance, right? There's like some, some medications or something. Right. That you're going to, right? But... One of the things that, that yesterday, Gary V on, on his post, the uh, Gary V experience, he said, the bigger the endeavor, the longer it will take. Mm, okay. And I think a lot of times we have a vision, a goal, an aspiration that we're striving for. And, and if they're big, we have to recognize that it is going to take time. 
for you to accomplish that thing. Not just because, really, the reason why is because you need to build the foundation. And as you build the foundation, you need to build the systems and everything that support the accomplishment of that big endeavor. And a lot of times, we our expectation is that it will take shorter. And he's always saying, look, you need to be patient in the process, especially if it is a big, bold endeavor. Be willing to pay the price. And part of that price is patience in accomplishing that goal. I like that. Yeah. No, I was just thinking of how dynamic we are as humans. Um, There's, and, and that we have to give ourselves, I like the word grace, but we have to realize that because we're such dynamic beings, meaning that we are variables, <laughs> we ourselves change from day to day, minute to minute, um, because of our moods, because of our health, because of whatever, you know, factors that we can't control, we, we change. And um, because of that, I think we just, what is the constant that can keep us driven is not just our why, but our commitment to that why, you know, why is it so important? What's the pri- What's the priority for it? And that's, you know, if you can, you can discover yourself that way too. I mean, you will discover yourself of how important something is to you. Okay, so let's go back to your Iron Man. You know, you, you're, I think your only expectation, honestly, probably with the Iron Man. I mean, yes, for your swimming, you had a certain time you expected to finish by and all those things. But really, I think, I know when I do races, my expectation is just to finish. I mean, I just want to finish. Whether that means that I finish, you know, you know, whatever the race is, if I'm supposed to do it in two hours and I finish it in five hours, I don't care. I just want to finish. And that's my expectation. So what was your expectation out of the Ironman? Now that that's an interesting question. Um, I I actually just expected a phenomenal experience, and that is exactly what I got. What I didn't expect was the little nuances of each segment. I didn't expect the arms and legs. I just there was no way I could have prepared with you know, a thousand arms and legs splashing around. And and that was mentally kind of a shift for me that I adjusted. The bike ride, I expected that to be a beautiful kind of, yes, in a long enduring run. I mean, you're running through the mountains and in the, into the desert and back up the mountains into Boise. And I expected that to be a great ride. And it was, I mean, it was, I love the bike ride. And then when I got to the run, um, even the run, I expected that to be a pretty good experience. And I kind of expected that I would be more tired than I was. So I was mentally preparing to be a little bit more drained when it came to the run. But when I got to the run, I actually felt really, really good. And so the my experience running was exceptional. So overall, my expectations were met, but what I think was the individual components, there were expectations that I w- that surprised me. 
Okay. And, and I think that's a journey in life, right? We have a goal or a, a mission that we're trying to accomplish. And when something happens unexpected, we're like, wait, this isn't supposed to be part of the race. Well, guess what? It is supposed to be part of the race and it is part of the race. And because it's, it's what, <laughs> and because it's happening and it's what helps you grow. It's what helps you evolve as a either better athlete, stronger mentally, stronger spiritually, or whatever the experience is. That great expectation that is kind of sideswiping you is exactly what you need to grow. Hmm. Well, then I'm thinking that as you were ex expressing um, the experience that you had on your triathlon, or sorry, your Ironman. I'm thinking about the fact that you had to capitalize. I think we all do. We need to capitalize then on the experiences that we enjoy, whatever that might be, the positive experiences that you feel are positive for you. Capitalize that, enjoy that, experience it, relish in it so that you are filled so much that when you do have something that might be perceived to you as negative, it's not so negative. I guess it won't bring you so much so down because your bucket is full of the positive experience and you've capitalized on that. You're utilizing it. You're relishing in it. And then when something bad happens in during the, the issue or during, sorry, during the race or during whatever experience you're having, it won't be so bad. I was actually thinking of Kona. You know my Kona kitty. I um, have been posting about him and he got sick and we couldn't figure out why he was so sick. So we took him in and we took him into our wonderful vet um, and friend Carter Andrews at Bench Animal Hospital. And I expected him to just get well. I mean, I expected them to find the issue, whatever the problem was and fix him. I've never experienced a, a a cat or an animal going in unless they were super, super, super old. And Kona is only not even a year old. And I expected to go in and then give him, you know, some medication and he'll, you know, figure out what the issue is and cure him. What I did not expect is to come out of there going, what do you mean? It, this is incurable. What, it, what does he have? I mean, what? I mean, with our, in our day and age, we have, you know, I mean, yes, we definitely have diseases and things in our, in, in our medical field that we cannot cure. Okay. But I don't think about that for the cat. I don't think of that about that for pets. I don't know why. I just don't. And I didn't think about that. I've never experienced that. So that expectation for him coming out, you know, the, that same day, I was thinking, oh, he'll be fine. We'll just bring him home. We'll give him some medicine and we'll be good. But no, he spent a whole week at the hospital overnight um, being rehydrated, antibiotics filling him, but we're not sure if he's going to make it. He has um, feline infectious uh, peritonitis, so it's FIP, which is incurable. And so... Well, that's what we think he has because we can't seem to figure anything else out. And he's done a lot of tests, obviously. But I'm just saying that now that I know that and I was really blindsided by that thinking, what? 
I just had to realize at that moment as I did that, you know, as I was disappointed and sad, at the same token, I mean, God is so gracious and so merciful. He gave me the thought of, look, you've, you've had some time with Kona and you enjoyed that time. So remember that time and capitalize on those memories and that experience and just enjoy the time you have now. You don't know, we never know, any of us know when the time with our loved ones are ever going to be shortened. We just don't know. So you capitalize on the things that you do know and that you do have and the memories you have and enjoy that. And don't be tied to the outcome or the expectation so that I think so that you're not so highly disappointed. Maybe that's it. I think we're afraid, honestly. I know I am. I'm, a, I'm afraid of the sadness, of the uncomfortableness of being, um, being sad. I don't know, being hurt. Sure, we all are. Why would we want to feel that? Why would we want to experience? We only want to really experience joy. But I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that's where our growth happens. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we have a tendency to retract and recoil from the unexpected when what we really need to do is embrace the unexpected and figure out what we need to learn during that experience because there's inevitably something in the unexpected that if we look for it and we search and we dig deeper and we stay fixed or we look for new opportunities, try to discover solutions, that when we embrace that in unexpected, we can develop the internal characteristics that make us a better individual. Because ultimately, the greatest expectation that we can have for ourselves is who are we trying to become? And as we push and strive and grow and try to evolve and try to become the best version of ourselves, we're able to capture the true essence and importance of life. And the, I guess, the essence of ourselves. Yes. As we, so the great expectation, <laughs> I was thinking about the race and I told you all I wanted to do was finish and you said all I wanted to do was have a good experience or just experience it, right? Right. So then let's let's put those together where we say, you know, we want to finish this life strong and enjoy the experiences along the way, both what we perceive as good and what we perceive as bad. Just find the joy and the growth through those experiences. Yeah. I and I, I and I love that. I think I think it really is the greatest expectations of life that we can have is who can we become? How can we become the best version of ourselves? And how can we become the best version of us as a couple? You know, and really, when you, you know, even in business, I'm constantly going, guys, how can we be a better team? I mean, yes, we are good as individuals, but how can we become a better team? And part of that is expecting each of us to grow individually so that you can grow as a team. Because if you're only acting in a silo and you're only focusing on yourself and you don't try to help other people grow along with you, 
in the end, you just end up by yourself and wondering why nobody wants to be part of the team. Okay, so then you have to allow them to others to make the mistakes that you think are mistakes, but really it's just part of their growth. And you have to allow that and you have to offer them grace as well. So that's, that's just in any kind of relationships, friendships, whatever, work relationships, you have to let those other people grow around you as well as you grow and offer them that, you know, that courtesy to do that so that they can develop. Yeah, and I wonder if really what we ought to expect out of people is not that they act like us, but that they will give us the best version of themselves. Yeah. And if we can allow people to grow and to evolve and become the best versions of themselves, we in the end become better versions of ourselves. Absolutely. And then we'll see, and you can still be compatible and and work together and you know you and I are, are different in many aspects um, of how we think of things but as long as I allow you that opportunity to express yourself that way and you allow me and obviously and you know that we're um, kind and cordial and you know genuine with one another that I guess respecting each other that's really what it is is respecting each other that we respect the opportunity to grow yeah, it's interesting because I think, too, as I look at, um, you know, I had a really interesting discussion with somebody about their son. And, you know, he made the statement, I just didn't expect him to take the path that he's taking. And it was really interesting because I think a lot of times we have expectations for ourselves, for other people. And we don't allow them the grace of experiencing life for themselves and being there for them when they're going to trip. Because I see, you know, in the examples that he was given that his son is going to trip and he's going to have some struggles. And I just told him, I go, you got to love him through the struggle. <laughs> and really, we all have great expectations. The problem is, is do we have unrealistic expectations for ourselves and unrealistic expectations for other or are we embracing the reality that all of us are on a journey together and the real purpose is not to be expecting and I think you should expect greatness but not necessarily greatness in in outcomes other than you becoming a better person and an individual so that you can bless the lives of others. Yeah, that I was going to say it's not the greatness. It's because I think people might want to um, equate greatness to perfection. That's not what we're talking about at all. Because you are perfect in the sense of who you are anyways because God created you. It's the growth and um, what you were saying, the development of, of being the best version of you. So you might be the best version of you at this moment. Guess what? you can become better because right. we always can become better because we're always progressing and growing. The thing about it is, is I look at, as you're talking about your friend, I'm thinking of the fact that you said we got to love him through the struggle. Doesn't God do that for us? Oh yeah, absolutely. He, so that's basically, <laughs> I think the best version of us is to be like him, to be unconditionally loving towards our fellow men 
towards everything, to our, towards our environment. We need to care and, and, and respect everything. And so we just, you know, the thing is, um, I think we just, we can overwhelm ourselves. So just work on one thing at a time and, and expectations can, so the expectations are good is what we're saying. I think expectations I, are great. I think expectations are great. I think um, that flexibility is important. I think we don't need to be un tied to the outcome, um, but to learn um, from the outcomes. So I, I like don't be tied to the outcome, but be tied to the growth within yourself. Okay. And, yep. and I think that's really, really key is I think it is we should... I guess at the core, I think what I've come to the conclusion of as I've thought about this the last three days because you brought it up over the, over the weekend is, is really the, the ultimate expectation that I can have is that I am becoming the best version of myself every single day. Yep. And that's the ultimate goal is to be better tomorrow than I am today. Good. No, that's great. I, so, I know that. Let's let's wrap it right there. Boom. That's, that's all that God expects us, of us anyways. That's right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on another adventure of Choose, Don't Excuse, where we're exploring the power of choice and expectations in your life. I mean, it truly is a joy exploring this journey with you and if there's things that you would like us to discuss please send us a note at choose don't excuse at gmail.com make sure to subscribe and review and give us a thumbs up we'd love to hear from you and uh, i guess all that's left is mahalo, mahalo.